0: Hello and welcome. I'm Alexander. And I'm Simon. We are still knee-deep in tech, and this is episode 25.
1: Yes, and let's start off with a PASS recap. Oh, yes.
0: I just came back from the PASS Summit in Seattle. And what's that? The PASS Summit, well, PASS is the Professional Association for SQL Server. It used to be the Professional Association for SQL Server Specialists, Ah. aka the tongue twister. But uh, the summit is the yearly... Uh, data platform uh, conference. And it covers uh, SQL Server, BI. Then of course we have some um, Azure and and cloud stuff sprinkled in for good measure. And these days it's quite a lot of uh, data science and such data analysis parts as
1: well. Sounds great. It is great. So last week, right? In Seattle? In Seattle, yes. And what what was the main points of the conference this year? Um, Did anything special happen? Anything got that got released? Or
0: mm, yes and no, since it is fairly close to Ignite, yeah. most stuff gets released at the Ignite. Yeah. Having said that, there were quite a few small announcements and and. Some not so small announcements, especially the second day um, keynote with Dr. Riemann Nehmeh, where she spoke about the Cosmos DB. Oh. And spoke about how to create
1: and maintain a, um, a truly world scale database. So, again, just what's for someone that doesn't know first thing about databases, what's the difference in general between a SQL Server database and a Cosmos DB?
0: Ooh, that's uh, that's sorry for that question. That's that's <laughs> a, a, an interesting question. It's same same but very different. Yeah, it is still a database. It is still database that's designed for consistency yeah. and and performance and whatnot. The thing here is that it is massively distributed. Yep. Yeah. so you can break parts of it and it will keep going. You have several levels of um, availability. You have several level levels of um, consistency. So you can do things with it that you cannot do with an on-premises or a cloud-based SQL server. Yeah, It is pretty much designed for res- resiliency. Yep. And, and massive scale.
1: Yep. So so basically a database that's available worldwide and like hard to break.
0: Very hard to break. It is designed to be pretty much unbreakable. So retail
1: could, could be... Could a, be one choice. Yep. Um,
0: anything that requires constant uptime, and availability from any corner of the globe, the whole nine yards. It is different from SQL Server in in the same way as a NoSQL database is different. It, It is another tool in the toolbox. It is not necessarily the next tool.
1: So if you are a fairly skilled SQL DBA, would you be able to manage Cosmos DB straight away or would you need a bit of a learning curve?
0: I would say you need a bit of a learning curve Yep. as with everything else. Can you manage an, an Oracle database as a SQL server DBA? No, not from the get-go. Given a bit of a conversion training, you can do it. It's yep. the same with Cosmos DB. But some things are fundamentally different, such as the approach to consistency. And it, it's it's more of a philosophical change. Yep than a super technical one but it's it's another way to see things and it's slightly another way to to do things yep
1: and you met a huge amount of interesting people oh
0: yes so many amazing people the the um, the thing with this uh, community is that it is unlike anything i've ever seen i've written a few blog posts on the on the matter but the the so called sequel family where it is a badge of honor to wear a ribbon that says first timer." Yeah, it is among the best things you can do, and unfortunately, you can only do it once. <laughs> Let Let's take, for instance, uh, Laura. Yeah, uh, a poor soul from Canada, uh, the 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 windy plains of Nova Scotia. <laughs> she is fairly young. She's just getting started in in her job as a dba slash developer. <laughs> she had the fortune or misfortune i should say she started out with, with talking to scott stoffer one of the uh, canadian mvps yep who kind of offloaded her to to me and a couple of other guys just because we happened to be be standing and, and talking she attached herself or got attached depending on who you're asking and we pretty much dragged her around everywhere getting her <laughs> to meet everyone and of course. Introducing her to the concept of karaoke. (laughs) Uh, Wearing a kilt. uh, uh, Yes, uh, she she didn't wear a kilt, but she she was introduced to the concept of wearing a kilt. Sequel kilt uh, on Thursdays. Keep hold that thought. Anyway, so we we met a lot of people. And if you're a newbie, you get paired off with uh, someone who's been there a while. And you get to meet all sorts of amazing people. How many people are attending the conference that is a very good question. Uh, I was actually trying to find out. A couple of years back, it was around five thousand.
1: Yeah, so so it's a fairly compared to Ignite, it's it, a it, fairly small conference. Oh yes, yes, which yes, should yes, yes, be yes. good, I guess. In, um, in some in in some points, especially for a first timer, you you have you you have the possibility to meet your your house gods, so to say. Oh yes, all yes. the MVPs and so on, in a way that you. Possibly can't at ignite. Uh, yeah, ignite. That
0: that's very true. I mean, it is very very much smaller. It is very much more intimate. Uh, not uh, thirty eight different tracks at yep. any given time. So definitely. And, and what what
1: what audience goes to passes? It's consultants or is it any DBA?
0: It's pretty much any DBA uh, or any any
1: um, data platform any professional. platform professional exactly regardless and of being in-house or a consultant or
0: yes and yeah. that's one of the very interesting parts with this conference since you're going to find a lot of people who actually do the job yeah and not necessarily just people like us who consult and, and help others yeah. so we have a great mix of, of people here we see for uh, 4,000 plus attendees. That was 2016. So 4,000, yep. between four and 5,000 yep. people, I'd say. This was um, surprisingly enough a record year. Oh, yeah. So it was very, very interesting. So it, it starts out with two days of optional pre-conference training. That's full day training. Yep. And last year we had uh, Marco Russo, one of the um, legendary um, Power BI people doing stuff. This year, I attended a pre-conference with Brent Ozar and Eric Darling on on performance tuning. There were Power BI, there were visual storytelling with Mikko Juk. There were... What more do we have? It was a lot of interesting
1: stuff. And visual storytelling, that, that's basically how to visualize data, I guess, then.
0: Pretty much. And uh, not necessarily just visualizing, creating a story yep. and a narrative Around this data to easier uh, get your point across. We had um, Itzik Bengan, the uh, the guy when it comes to T SQL, doing uh, his uh, mastering T SQL fundamentals. Uh, Aaron Stellato cre- doing uh, common performance problems using query store, so on and so forth. Uh, applied data science. Ginger did uh, uh, did uh, a full day on on that. So many interesting things to choose from. Yep. Then the conference itself kicked off and that's three days of uh, general sessions. We have uh, the usual keynotes. The first day keynote was more towards uh, the data platform stuff. The second day keynote was more around uh, Cosmos DB and and so on and so forth. And... Here I can talk for days about the different sessions, and it's everything from level 100 um, orientations up to level 500 board yeah. <laughs> headache-inducing <laughs> things. That would be the inside SQL Server 2016 on, on Linux. You should be prepared for that one. Yep. But yeah, anything and everything you could ever imagine with the database and the data platform stuff, it is here.
1: Great, and and you did a couple of interviews.
0: I did a couple of interviews. First, I interviewed Patrick Leblanc and Adam Saxton from Guy in the Cube. Yep, both of them are working for Microsoft. Adam will be uh, switching over to the the cat team, the customer advisory team. I think it was some either later in November or first of December. Yep, so that's pretty nice. The guy in the cube videocaster or YouTube channel is Adam and Patrick exploring Power BI and doing it in a very, very good way. It is one of the best uh, channels out there. Then I ran into and managed to corner uh, Rob Sewell, SQL DBA with a beard, or as he put it in in his interview, SQL DBA DBA with beard. Yeah. (laughs) Or SQL DBA with a bear. (laughs) <laughs> due to the fact that Twitter has a 15 character name limit. Yeah, but yeah. So uh, so
1: it, you did see that Twitter announced 280 characters yesterday.
0: I both saw the announcement and uh, the my, tweets. Yes, <laughs> my Twitter feed
1: pretty much doubled. Yep, yeah. it is. It's gonna take some getting used to. Yep, yeah, they they had a blog post. On it with some interesting facts. To be honest, that mm-hmm. they, when they tried it out first, yep. they saw a slight increase first, and then people started to adopt to the 140 character limit again. So mm-hmm. we, we'll see how that turns out. It's
0: going to be different for sure. Yep. Uh, yeah, uh, Rob Sewall, and we, he's a PowerShell MVP. Yep. Yeah, exceptionally skilled, amazing guy, super helpful. Um, so we, we had a chat about PowerEye, we had a ch- uh, not AI, um not <laughs> PowerEye, PowerShell, <laughs> everything is called Power these power, days. Power, yeah. Kind of reminds me of, of Top Gear, Power. <laughs> <laughs> power. But, power. And we also talked about the, the community yep. and how he got started with PowerShell and, and stuff. So very interesting uh, interview, and as soon as I get the interviews uh, fixed, yep. I'll... Uh, Get them up there. And word of, of warning though, it's going to be noisy. We yep. did the interviews, not necessarily on the f- shop floor, the show floor, but uh, there was a lot of people walking yep. by, a lot of sounds. And in the case of Adam and, and um, Patrick, since they are super rock stars, people came kept <laughs> coming back, ke- coming forward and, and shaking their hand and, and talking to them during yep. the interview. Yep. But
1: that's But That's part of the fun. You should use a blink light. A blink light. Blink light. What is this blink light you're talking about? Uh, I, I met Embrava at Ignite last year and this year. And they are manufacturing and selling blink lights, which are availability lighting devices that you connect to your PC. And it will show, in this case, a green light when I'm available on Skype, a red light when I'm in a call and so on. So
0: it's basically a slightly more clever diode. Exact. A diode that can talk to Skype. Yep, yep exactly. Okay.
1: And apparently it has polyphonic ring signals. So it's basically a Nokia 3310 with a with, with, with um, a color diode. Okay. Yeah. How Moving quaint. on. <laughs> yeah. So you also said something about kilts.
0: Yes. I'm happy you asked. SQL kilt... The whole idea was started by Grant Fritchie, known as the Scary DBA. He <laughs> works for Redgate, uh, one of the the cornerstones of the SQL Server community, and he's also part of the um, PASS board. Yeah. The whole idea around SQL Kilt is to show support for women in technology. Yeah. So Thursdays on PASS Summit is SQL Kilt Day. Yep. Yeah. And anyone and everyone who wants to can and should wear a kilt that's amazing it is amazing and it was the first time no it's actually the second time I wore a kilt the first time was back in 1997 then you were in Scotland then I was in Scotland quite and this time uh, I had borrowed your kilt and uh, I realized standing there in my underwear in my hotel room how the heck do you put this thing on (laughs) so I had Uh, to google
1: first thing underwear really I I started out (laughs) with the underwear it was drafty okay
0: (laughs) Then, then I had to Google how to put it on and
1: it kind of fell into place. So yep. it,
0: it was interesting and I, I uh, really enjoyed it.
1: It's actually a quite comfortable piece of clothing. It is indeed. A, an and it's actually warmer than you would think. It's surprisingly warm, yes. Yeah, I, I wore one at our Christmas party two or three years ago. Two years ago. Yeah. And uh, was quite comfortable walking home in temperatures below zero. Sure. I was a bit drunk at the time as well. That might have been part of the. I actually thing. also, if I remember correctly, didn't wear my shoes at that point. My wife had been wearing heels on the night. Oh, so she actually took my shoes. And what? And you didn't take her heels? Uh, I didn't. <laughs> that might be a good thing though. Heels and kilt. Move on, please. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, but uh, that that was fun. Um, yeah. Lots of fun. So I'll be I'll be getting my own kilt.
1: Yep. I'll I'll you up. Sure. I killed you up. Killed you down. I will kill you. I killed you not. Okay. Sorry, Jimmy. Oh, dear. <laughs> Moving right. on. Yes. You said something about his Citrix tour. Yes. Uh, I'm happy to announce that I'll be doing two talks. Uh, one in London on November 13th and one in Dublin December 1st on Citrix User in, uh, in Citrix User Group in respective country oh nice the headline of that will be how azure windows 10 and citrix can bring uh, create a first class user experience okay so it will focus on how citrix people could use microsoft technology to improve the citrix experience Ah, and also some points on how to manage windows 10 in a citrix environment with windows as a service and so on all right and and this actually came to be from the community talks I've been doing with a couple of Citrix consultants from the UK, mm-hmm. where we have been discussing the latest Windows 10 releases and also how to manage Citrix and virtual environments in general, physical environments with Windows 10 and Windows as a service. So they are available on YouTube and on my blog. And a big thanks to James Rankin for set- setting them up. Cool. So that will be a lot of fun. I'll also visit a few of our partners while in London. So yeah, lots of fun. Lots of flying on those three days I'll be away. I
0: see. But that, that's going to be interesting to do the, the tour, so to yep. speak.
1: So uh, really looking forward to it. And it's uh, it's fun to speak about the technology I love for people that aren't used to it in the way. Of course, if you if you manage any kind of virtual environment, you have a basic knowledge of everything around Microsoft. But this is really a talk to widen the view, so to say. Yeah. Very, so very lots nice. of fun. Yeah. And you'll be going away as well.
0: Yes. I spoke to Markus Ehrenmüller, who is the uh, organizer for SQL Saturday in Vienna. So in early January, I will be going to Vienna to do a lightning talk at the secret saturday there which is incidentally on a friday yep. but that's a whole other discussion <laughs> uh, so i will be uh, talking about how to use your
1: body for effective presentations oh wonderful yep that's gonna be nice In vienna i've, I've been there once it's I'm a actually, beautiful city yeah i'm actually going back in april really yeah on, on vacation visiting my uh, grandfather ah right right yeah uh, you need to go to Cafe Central. Okay. Uh, it's a great or grand place mm. where you could eat yourself to death on all the cakes. I mean. And uh, apparently, that's one of Stalin's favorite cafes in Vienna, among other celebrities. There you go. So people are dressed up, it's nice, sofas in, and so on. And Cool. Yeah, wonderful. I'll, I'll keep that in mind then. Yeah. Um, yep.
0: Yes, um there was uh, something um, tiny announced the other day uh, that you kind of went into a tailspin over.
1: Yep. ATP. <laughs> yeah, and ATP wasn't announced, but there's something in Windows 10 and now to be completely transparent, this is a feature in Windows 10 Enterprise E5 today. Okay, so it's not the regular Windows 10 release. You need to bump up bump up the license to an E5. All right? Then you get Windows Defender ATP. And just to give you a brief overview of what that is, it's basically a cloud-driven today post-breached post-breach solution to really get a overview on when you get a malware, you get hacked or whatever inside of your environment. Okay. So it's a lot of machine learning involved. Uh, it's lots of Microsoft security graph involved and so on. So it's basically, to give you an example, you can see post breach what device was breached, in what way, uh, and how did the malware, for example, spread in your environment. And the next time something like this happened, you probably will be protected from it. And this has been a Windows 10 only feature. And yesterday they released Windows Defender ATP for macOS, Linux, iOS, and Android as well in uh, close partnership with uh, Bitdefender Lockout and SIFTEN. Interesting.
0: Yeah. that's a, Okay, so it's it's basically an immune
1: system. Yeah, kind of. And you will get lots of other additional features added to the ATP platform moving forward. And you also connect Windows Defender ATP to Office 365 ATP and to Azure ATP to get a full overview of your environment, both in the cloud and on-prem, to be able to better prevent. And in the case you actually get uh, attacked, clean it up afterwards. All right. And you will also be able to see what data was possibly um, stolen, stolen, read, compromised? Okay. How did it get in? How can we prevent this from happening again? And so on. So it, it's actually an amazing feature. And to see it on other devices as well is super cool. And th- this is really a game changer, I would say. It's a way t- for you to get all the security information you need from your entire environment gathered in one place.
0: How much data is shared with the ATP service in itself? I mean, if someone gets hit with something, will I be able to take advantage of the information? Yes, you will. Okay.
1: You will. That's a part of the security graph that everyone shares, uh, which today we'll be able to actually See something happening at one point and instantly stop it at another environment if they see the same kind of behavior there.
0: So th- this is the logical extension of what we saw several years ago with uh, threat protection and uh, th- fraud protection. With the
1: yeah, kind of th- this is those features. Cards. Yeah. So th- th- it's amazing. I haven't had time to look into it in greater depth yet um but look into it look into the partners that are bit lookout and Sifton again and look at their respective solution for it um, and this as i would say more and more explains why you should pay the extra amount of money to get an e5 license over an e3
0: what what kind of money are we talking about
1: i the last figure i heard and if someone knows it better than I, please correct me. I believe it was in the area of l- around 700 Swedish krones per client per year. Increased or... Increased. So it's seven... So, it's, so,
0: so about 100 bucks per year. Yes,
1: per device. A.k.a. nothing. If you're a huge organization, it will not be nothing, but... <laughs> Come yeah. on. Look look at similar solutions mm. that gives you those these benefits. Yes. And in this case, you don't need for Windows, it's included in the operating system. You need don't need any additional agents to upgrade or anything. You basically have everything in order, just connect it, and you're good to go.
0: So you can easily save this kind of money on third-party yeah. solutions that you no longer need.
1: Yeah. Interesting. And if you want to try this out, I highly recommend looking into Olympia Corp. That's um, an extension of the Windows Insider program where organizations can sign up for Olympia. You'll get a user account of your own, which you can add to an existing Windows device. It will upgrade it to E5, add all good things you will need to try in the cloud. So EMS, Office 365, Windows 10, Enterprise E5. And you can try all the features out for yourself in a real enterprise environment. Wow, that's nice. Yeah, that's really nice. So you you can look into that. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely
0: definitely need to do that.
1: Yeah, and I, when I tweeted that as one of my, I've started with something called vos Tips of Voss Tips of the Day. Yes, I So it. giving a tip on how to manage Windows as a service each and every day, and the Olympia Corp tweet where I advised everyone who wants to manage Windows as a service to look into it, mm-hmm. and I. Instantly got a reply from our colleague in Denmark, Per Larsen, saying, "This is another reason to get a third or fifth or tenth Windows device." Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you need one of these as well. Nice. And it's it's completely free. Just to clear that out, the, the Olympia Corp is completely free to use. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's also a, a nice way to drive more adoption, in, yeah. in my opinion. Yes. Uh, I can uh, say something uh, slightly different. I have started. Uh, I was about to say I'm, I've gone back to school, but not quite that dramatic. But I've enrolled in the Microsoft Professional Program for Data Science. Oh, which is a, um, it's a s- several modules taking you basically from a complete introduction to data science via the Python or R programming to visualization to statistics and, and data manipulation. And when you're done, you get a certified um, or professional program certificate and you've passed through quite a lot of of stuff regarding to to data science. That's cool. Yeah, it is. I just completed the the first module and I had no idea that I was going to spend so much time with statistics. And this is only the
1: beginning. I've just scratched the surface. Statistics are awesome to work with it's so interesting how you can manipulate it oh uh, yeah and the things you can do with it and the, the that, that explains also why you really should start collecting your data now even if you exactly. do anything with it
0: i mean I've, I've spent 20 years with data i've spent so many years just collecting data in in some instances visualizing data yep and as i told my wife over dinner yesterday i can show you on a graph if you have uh, one of the examples in, in the, this course is a girl selling lemonade. And she has plotted the, the amount of lemonade and the temperature and so on and so forth and the number of flyers she's yep. handed out. And I can show in a graph that, yes, when it's warm, I sell more lemonade. Yep. But with statistics, I can easily show it mathematically. Yep. Yes, this is part of it. And I can also show what is the driver will i sell more um, lemonade if i have more flyers yep. i can also create a function that for a given value of the number of flyers i can probably uh, guess how much lemonade and yep. so on and so forth and th- this is this is basic stuff for anyone who's done uh, any any amount of, of mathematics and, and statistics but for me it's a complete eye opener this is so interesting stuff yep. it really is. And I am I mean, I will use this for each and every uh, of our customers. Yep. Just sh- showing them what can be done in five minutes in Excel. Yep. Everyone has data. Data is the new black, so to speak. <laughs> so...
1: Bacon, bacon is the new data. Data is the new bacon. Yes, I got the t-shirt. It was
0: yep. amazing. Yep. And And bacon is very good. It is. Yes. All right. And of course... We have a new Windows Insider build. We
1: do. How surprising. (laughs) So preview build 17.0.35 was released yesterday as well. Some edge improvements. We have a mute a tab feature. Oh, how quaint. (laughs) Uh, As with many things, it's new to edge. It's not new. Uh, or it's new in the same way as Apple just invented the touchscreen on the phone with yeah. Windows 10X. Oh, and remind me, when 10.
0: when um, will Edge have uh, support for
1: add ins? It has. It's uh, have, had that for a year at least. Extensions. Yes. All extensions? All extensions, no. Okay. So all extensions. I, I don't want to have a Safari extension in Edge.
0: Mm, well played, sir.
1: Yes think about your question next time <laughs> <laughs> um, you can new features for epub books for education uh, we, they introduced things something called near share so you can actually send a picture or a link to a device in a close proximity to you using bluetooth
0: can you send uh, a file Yes. Okay. So it, it, it's URLs. very, very close to airdrop on yeah.
1: the Mac. Okay. Yep. Nice. That, that's a very nice feature. So we get that. You can now also shop Surface hardware using the Microsoft Store app. Mm, nice. And that's cool. Uh, currently only available in the US, UK, and Australia, but they will probably expand that shortly. Alright. Did you also see that HoloLens will be available in Sweden soon? No, I did not. Yeah, They they announced twenty-nine new countries where it will be available through Microsoft. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh I also saw something about a new patent looking to extend the field of view of the HoloLens. Oh, that's going to yeah, be interesting. So that's probably something coming in the next version of HoloLens, which will be out in 2019, the last thing I heard. Okay. So we'll look into that.
0: And a I, bunch, just, yep. I just have to ask you. I just received the 1709 yep. on all three of my machines. Yep. And I got the feeling that 1709 was pushed out way faster yep. than 1703. Three?
1: Yep. And that's probably because they had issues with the anniversary updates. That was pushed out too fast. First of all, we had a lot of issues with webcams and so on. Mm-hmm. 1703 was pushed out very slow. Okay. To really make sure that that didn't happen again, and okay. now they had find a good pace to really push it out as soon as possible. As as soon as your hardware gets the, all the drivers supported, basically. Yeah. So we'll probably see the pace picking up as we move forward and forward with the builds. Cool. Yeah. So lots of new settings, improvements, and so on. Uh, handwriting. New Japanese input methods. Oh, Togo's gonna like that. Yeah, um, yeah. Lots of fixes and so on. So it's it's a good build, I would say. Uh, I haven't received it yet, but we'll be getting it shortly.
0: And that's going to be going into eighteen oh three.
1: Yeah, this this is an RS four release. So okay. that that's will it will be leading up to an eighteen oh three release. Cool. Yeah. We also have a new, uh, the first System Center semi-annual channel release is now available. Mm, A preview or a release? A release. Okay. No, uh, System Center Preview, sorry, version 17.11. All right. So new features across the entire um, System Center family, focusing on enhanced support for Windows Server, Linux, and VMware, and a lot of other exciting things. Interesting. Yep. And also new things to Intune. Lots of new features, co management of Windows 10 devices. So you can add management for both Config Manager and Intune, as well as a simultaneous AD and Azure AD join for a device. Hello. Yep. New enrollment page things, refresh buttons new inventory. So it, they are picking up the pace. It's uh, There are lots of new security features, new device restric- restrictions, new kiosk modes. So many awesome things are getting released. And I also know some about the roadmap ahead and we are going to have an exciting time ahead of us within June. I'm...
0: I was just about to say we're going to have an exciting time with, with Secret Server as well. Yeah. And interesting times to be be alive. Yes. And interesting times to work with this technology.
1: And a perfect time to wear a kilt.
0: Definitely. And on that bombshell, it is time to end and we'll see you next week. Yes. Have a good Bye. One.